0: Hey, welcome back to our podcast school buzz we've had a nice little hiatus here for a while um, but I figured I better get dr. Bowers in before she leaves our district Oh, bless your heart uh, we're saying goodbye to her she goes on retirement um, that's probably why I haven't done a podcast in a while when you announced it several months ago I'm like I just can't, oh, stop. I just can't. <laughs> well it's not goodbye it's just until we meet
1: again there we go okay I like that much
0: better much better. Um, Dr. Bowers, give us a little background of how long you've worked for the district, what kind of jobs you've done for the district.
1: Oh my goodness gracious. I actually joined the district initially back in 1999 um, as an assistant principal. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking back when it was, is that correct? And I, I believe that's the right <laughs> year. I believe that is the right year. Uh, and I worked over at Paiute for a couple of years as an assistant principal, and it was just so amazing. Prior to that, uh served in, in neighboring district Palmdale as a teacher and uh, some folks tapped me on the shoulder and said you really need to check out Lancaster and apply for this opening. And so I did and the rest is history because I popped <laughs> over here and became part of the Paiute family and the Lancaster School District family. Uh, I did leave for a brief moment and went to a different district, Eastside as a principal, I had that opportunity. So I served over there for about five years and actually did a little bit of, uh, got introduced to a little district office level administrative work and had uh, another window of opportunity become available here in Lancaster. So I was able to come back, rejoin uh, Lancaster School District as a director of curriculum instruction and assessment and shortly thereafter became the Assistant Superintendent of Ed Services. Uh, served in that capacity as Assistant Soup slash Deputy Soup mm-hmm. uh, to Dr. Sundberg for about six years um, prior to being appointed as Superintendent. And as we sunset on this season, this is my 10th <laughs> year serving as Superintendent, and it has been quite a ride. So. Overall, close to about 30 years in education, but I have spent more than half of that time here in Lancaster School District, and 10 of those years as superintendent.
0: Well, and the average term for a superintendent is about three years. To, to, <laughs> so to serve for 10 years shows that um had great leadership skills, good board skills, just, you know, a, a lot of great leadership that we were able to take advantage of here in Lancaster, which was our benefit you
1: know well it's it's I think it speaks to the great leadership and the skills and commitment of everyone because it is it's not just me it is truly a team and I've been blessed in my 10 years of serving here to uh, be able to serve with a wonderful board uh, of trustees and many of which have been board members Mm -hmm. during that entire time but uh, for certain uh, a long long time they have all served for a very long time Uh, but additionally I would say the administrative team especially the executive team I've been fortunate in um, kind of building a very stable team of assistant soups um, of which you are one thank you very much (laughs) and people that are just committed and dedicated to doing the right work for our kids and and our community and our staff members so that is That in and of itself is work, building that team and building a strong governance team. But if you can do that work and and do that well, then the rest of it falls into place. So it has made the 10 years go by really quickly, (laughs) really quickly.
0: And I would agree. We've been very lucky to have board members who are committed to our kids Mm -hmm. and committed to education because we've seen in neighboring districts things go wow, really off the rails and you think, like, "Oh my goodness, are you here for children or are you here for something else?" Right. And we've been very lucky to have a really good team of board members that
1: are mm-hmm. committed to our
0: kids. That's they, really they their focus.
1: Without question, without question. And I that makes all the difference in the world because when We talk about, and you know me, I am not afraid of change and Uh trying new things. (laughs) Uh, So when I share these ideas with the board, I have always uh, been blessed in receiving their full support. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same is true in sharing ideas with the administrative team. So we have been able to bring a lot of good things to the community and good things to our students and our schools. because of that support and because of that trust.
0: Exactly. So what, as a superintendent, mm. what's been your biggest accomplishment? And there might be more than one. That that's is not a narrow, fair question. It's <laughs> very hard to narrow down to just one thing. It
1: <laughs> is hard to narrow down to one thing because it's been a long time. And um, I am not one that keeps markers right. at, at all. And um, I just continue to look ahead. but. As I look back, uh, and see, you're forcing me to look back and say, well, we have done some things. We have done some things. I would say there are a few things that I'm exceptionally proud of, uh, one of which is our Welcome Wellness Center. Mm -hmm. I am uh, really, really excited uh, and proud of that because that was one of those visions and dreams that, with a little nudge, I brought to fruition and made that dream become a reality and the belief at that time. And that that time, oh gosh, that was eight, nine years ago. Yeah. But uh, even then, there was a need, a very evident need in our community. Um, and while some other districts had a centralized registration, I wanted our Welcome and Wellness Center to be so much more than just a centralized registration. Right. So with that vision and that goal in mind, we just continued to move forward. I was very blessed to have already had a, a relationship and a partnership with ADPH mm-hmm. for a grant. Um, and we got put our heads together. They were getting a new facility. We looked at the opportunity to maybe partner with them and get some space. And the rest is history. And we have just continue to grow that welcome and wellness center. And I'm so pleased because it is so much, it's more than I could have ever imagined. Um, And it does so much for our community. It has become its own, it's become recognized as its own um, support resource center for our community, not just Lancaster School District's registration place, but a place that families know that they can go to for support, for help, for information. Um, whatever the needs are at the and Wellness Center we try to meet the need or find the resources to help our families uh, so that they can set aside some of the other major things these are not distractions these are real life issues that families are dealing with in addition to making sure that their kids have everything that they need so that they can focus on school but we know we can't get to that focus if families are struggling with housing insecurities and food insecurities, and things like clothing insecurities. Uh, we help with all of those things through the Welcome and Wellness Center. Uh, we help help really help to support our homeless families, foster families, but people new to our community that just don't know how to navigate all of the various organizations and the resources. Um, we are very blessed to have a team of individuals over there that are so committed to this work, they go above and beyond every day. So that's one of, that's at the top of my, I I did that list.
0: <laughs> well, and what I love about that staff over there mm-hmm. under the direction of Rose is that they will find the answer because a they lot do. of times parents will call, they've been frustrated kind of making a couple phone mm-hmm. calls around and they haven't been able to find help or whatever they need. And Welcome Center will just knock down walls to to get there and um that's what i love about them because they will Um, solve the problem for the family and you know if they need an interpreter and um in a language we don't have readily available they'll find it they'll make sure the kid gets enrolled they'll help make sure the family can get the child to school um so yeah i think that that's that is a great accomplishment it is a great accomplishment
1: (laughs) and you know i will add to that uh, one of the other pieces that they do over there so very well and um God bless Rose because she knows I'm the yes person. People Uh say, Can we? Don't, yes, we can do that. Uh, So she embraces that mentality as well. But uh, our partnership, not only with AVPH, but with Babies to Babies and Family to Family um, and other organizations, uh, nonprofits, as well as companies Mm -hmm. that have partnered with our Welcome and Wellness Center to get essential supplies, formula. I mean, school districts that are. The go-to place for baby formula and diapers and clothes and shoes and coats Um, people say that's not our job but it is our job yes (laughs) if our if our kids don't have those things if our families don't have those things we're about a healthy community um, and doing what we can doing our part and then some Um, so whatever it takes and that's what i love about that team over there is you know, I don't have to nudge them. It's just they know that that is our philosophy, whatever it takes. So that that is just a blessing there, a blessing. They have taken that vision way beyond the Michelle vision. And you know I can dream. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I can dream very big. <laughs> but I, I say that's at the top of the list. Some of the other things that um, come to mind are a lot of the facility improvements, mm-hmm. Uh, that we've done the um, Fulton and Alsbury Arts and, and uh, Engineering Academy, and that is just you know one of my pride and joys. Another vision and and starting I can remember so vividly having the orientation meetings about Project Lead the Way mm-hmm. and some of those courses and what that would look like and why it was the right thing for our students and staff and our district and. I want a big shout out to all of those teachers and administrators that really embraced the whole STEAM and STEM mm-hmm. way of thinking and way of doing. Code to the Future is another yeah. more recent one that we've adopted with um, computer science. And thank you to the work that you've done oh, and you. helping <laughs> to, to move that along. Yeah,
0: that's one of my prime joys. That is, and, <laughs> it,
1: and it should be, because when I think about these are not things... That have always been there and just dormant. These are things that we brought to the district, and thank goodness for folks in our district that could also share that vision. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and grab onto it and run with it, and run
1: with it, and and just make it their own, and have done really, really, really amazing things with it. You know, I look forward to. I can't, I just can't stay for everything, but I look forward to uh, a similar level of excitement and I can already see some of the markings of that over at Linda Verde with our dual language yes. uh, immersion and they have really embraced the whole DLI piece of it mm-hmm. and are sliding into really formulating what the media arts piece is going to look like. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told them, I like, just invite me to the ribbon cutting, that's all. I just wanna be a part of the ribbon cutting. So, so it's things like that, um, and I think last but not least, it's whatever, maybe little bit that I have done to continue to get people, the adults in our system excited, get them the resources that they need to do the things that engage our kids, to do the things that stretch their thinking um, and just their excitement about learning. Uh, to do what's right for our kids. So laying the foundation to really empower folks to build those great relationships with our families, mm-hmm. with our kids, because they need us. They really do need us. And if we can't connect with them, if we can't talk with them, if we can't understand them, um, and just be empathetic to the fact that we're all different. So we don't all have to have the same lived experiences and that's what makes us unique. And that's uh, what makes us so rich and wonderful as a community. So whatever little part to lay the foundation for those relationships and conversations to happen is something that I would say I, I am really uh, exceptionally proud of that I had a little bit to do with that, to open that door, to maybe change, help to change some, some minds and insights so that people uh, we do a better job in connecting with our families, connecting with our kids, and making sure that that they reach their full potential. So we don't get them forever, but that time that we do have them, hopefully we're making a difference.
0: Well, and that's something you always have been very, very up and very energetic, (laughs) and I watch you, like get a room excited. I'm like, gosh, wow, she's really good at that. <laughs> I'd be like, eh, you guys sit down and be quiet. <laughs> I don't have that really positive, great energy. And you're really good about getting the group happy and focused on what they do. And, and like you said, it, what we do here is so important. There are places that don't need teachers as much as they Our teachers, our staff, our kids need us. Yes. Really, really need us. And we do such great work here for mm-hmm. our families. That's one thing, you know you could work someplace else and not have the same kind of impact on people's lives, which oh is why it's energizing to come to work here. It I
1: think. is. It, it really is, and there's so there's a lot of hidden gems in mm-hmm. our district oh, too. Yeah. There's, I mean, we have aces and we have above and beyond, but we have a lot of people that do special things. Um, outside of their job and outside of the ordinary just because it's on their heart or it's the right thing to do. Uh, An example are CSCA folks and the coat drive that they do every year Mm -hmm. uh, during the holidays, during the winter. Not because Michelle is pushing it, but because this is something that's on their heart and something that they want to do. We had teachers doing... Pajama drives mm-hmm. and book drives, um, doing food baskets. So we have some good, good, good people and creating opportunities for that goodness to shine through and for people to do the right thing. Um, not because there's someone behind them or, you know, with a superintendent or principal or someone saying you must, but right. because people see the need. And they want to do the right thing, so that is.
0: They have a passion for it. I was, they have a passion. I went for to it. El Dorado's dance team
1: the other night, oh. and it was,
0: I was like blown away by how good those kids were. And so I talked to the teacher afterwards, uh, Ms. Perry, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And you know Wasn't that it? that dedication of that teacher, because that doesn't happen during the school day. No. She has to meet with them after school. She has to hours and hours and hours of dedication to those children. And they just were just. Fabulous! And I was like, "Man, such a passion!" It is. is. I loved it. I wish
1: I had a a camera and I could just go around and film some of these things because when people think nothing great is happening in the AV, they're just wrong. Yeah, they have no idea. They They are just wrong. There are far more great things happening. Um, And yes, I got to see them at their open house. They gave Uh us a preview. I didn't get a chance to go to. The LPAC performance, but I did get a chance to see uh-huh. the preview. And they are awesome. I was just amazed that
0: this, these are our kids. Yeah. Obviously, that teacher has, like, specialized training because I was like, "There's no if I did dancing, dance team, it would not look like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh. just, I was just so, I was so happy I got to go see it because oh. it was just so great. And just those little things that you don't realize are going on at schools, and every school has Yep. Something special that, you know, they've got these great creative people doing wonderful things with children. So just, they
1: do. And the other thing that with that, and I'm sure you saw it at back, but I definitely saw it at Open House, is the faces of the parents and yes. family members <laughs> that are watching their child just shine. Yes. So it is, I'm so glad we're back in school before I, I retired. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. Uh, but to see those faces, the faces of the kids, because they're... The pride in what they're doing and mm-hmm. the excitement and the joy in what they're doing, being able to show off, that is, that's tops. But uh, seeing the parents who are showing up, to and see, you like, know, wow. be able to see, this is my baby, Yes. Uh, and I feel like that. I feel like well, the parent of all of them. Yes, <laughs> like, these are my babies. <laughs> so yeah, and,
0: I was in tears a couple of times. Like, yeah, I don't even know these children. I'm like so proud of them. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. So that's you know, we get to do that as grandmas. Yep,
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> we get to own them all. <laughs> so, what do you think you'll miss most about being
1: superintendent? What we just talked about. Yeah, I think that yeah. the being close to um, those special moments mm-hmm. and being close to the kids and seeing their faces and the joy and those random hugs when you you know visit a site just to just you know just because um so it's it, that's going to be the the most difficult thing is just missing the people and knowing that okay I had a little bit so if you you know you see me popping up just to, <laughs> just to visit um, that's because I just miss the people we do have great people we have great staff members to work with um, but we're blessed because we get to work with all these wonderful kids and we get to work mm-hmm. with families that love on their kids and they care about their kids and we're all doing the best that we know how to do but when we have those those winning moments uh-huh. um it's very special to to be part of that so i i know i get to have my probably winning moments tomorrow when i go to promotion yes. ceremony <laughs> so that's always a touching uh period as well seeing all those faces and and the kids walking by and shaking their hands and the excitement so it's it's those types of moments those the assemblies and the awards mm-hmm. um that remind us that what we do counts and it matters.
0: Yeah, I, I've been so busy in the office. I, I have to mm-hmm. like make myself go out and mm-hmm. I don't get out as much as I can or should. Uh, but I was out watching a kindergarten class was at West Wind watching Kim Saka read a book to her kids and it was <laughs> Pete the Cat and his four groovy buttons and they loved this book. They were <laughs> so into this book and it, you could tell she just had such a great rapport with them and was loving teaching. And I was like, ah, oh, not only do I love the book, but I'm gonna buy that book for my grandson because <laughs> I had never heard of that book before because uh, I, I haven't been uh-huh. around little kids that often anymore. And I'm like, that, that's a perfect thing. You uh, know, we gotta have that same love. Uh, but I, I'm just amazed at some of the great teaching when I go out and see people just doing amazing things with children. It In The kindergarten class the other day, and they were talking about the cycles of a butterfly. And the kids knew metamorphosis. I'm like, "Ooh, well, that's a good work
1: for <laughs> a 5 year Oh gosh, just great things are happening. Even, um, I got a chance to visit a lot of our preschool classrooms Mm -hmm. this year. And that too is amazing. So even as early as three and four year olds, we are having a huge impact in the Antelope Valley. And it's going to continue because the foundation is laid Mm -hmm. and people see um, what's going on. They see the great things happening and they enjoy being part of that. And it has definitely become part of the culture, I think, of not just the district but the community.
0: Yeah, and getting those kids in early is going to be great.
1: It is.
0: At our Universal TK. Yes, it's coming. So, what if you could have changed anything during your superintendency, what would you have changed if you had a magic wand?
1: Wow, (laughs) if I had a magic wand, you know. If I had a magic wand, it's there's there are distractions, I would say, in education and things that take our time and energy and money, sometimes some of our resources that don't always feel like they focus on the most important thing, Mm -hmm. which is educating our kids and and making sure that their experiences, not just the A's, B's, the report card, Mm -hmm. but their experiences, their overall experiences, are rich um, and rewarding and create curiosity and interest and based on not just what they're interested in today but opening a door for tomorrow, for Mm -hmm. them to dream and be all that they can be because we don't know where the next generation is going to land and, and heaven knows is that it's not going to stop right here. Mm-hmm. So we have to stay ready and we have to be ready. Um, but we also know that there's a lot of other things going on in the world, the politics of it all. Yes. And, um, <laughs> so those things are things that we have to pay attention to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, the thing that I try to do as much as possible is make sure that it's not disruptive at the school level or at the classroom mm-hmm. level yeah. so what can we do here to make sure that we handle all of those things to keep everything moving as smoothly as possible with the least amount of disruption or distraction to our staff members to our students to our families so that they can focus on the most important things because teaching great teaching great learning is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And, and uh, I have great respect for that and a full appreciation and understanding for that. Uh, and there's a lot of other things that go on that we have to focus on as, as educators and especially as administrators. So yeah, if I could change, I would undo COVID, that's for sure. Yeah, if I had I a gonna, magic wand. As, as, <laughs> as God,
0: that would have been my first thing. No more COVID. <laughs> no more COVID.
1: I would undo COVID. <laughs> the
0: only we, good thing from COVID is everybody got their tech skills up. This, so. is,
1: this is true. Yeah, I could, I could probably... Pull out a couple of good things. Maybe from, we
0: did like a month of COVID. A month. Maybe, but no one died. No. Just everybody learning their tech skills. Just
1: <laughs> getting all the computers and all yeah. of that out there. So, yes, that was one of the shining spots of this season that we've been through. But there's uh, the amount of catch-up, the burden that it's put on yes. catching up for our students, catching up for our staff. The impact on all of the social, emotional, and mental yes. health—it's um, just huge. The the you know the tearing between positions and perspectives about beliefs as it pertains to COVID-related issues um, is is just hard because it takes away, it, it divides, and it mm-hmm. takes away. From our ability to come together, it makes it just more difficult to come together to focus on our kids. And, um, you know, in spite of that, people continue to forge ahead and do the good work and do the right thing for our kids. And kudos to everyone. Uh, Kudos to the families and the kids for stepping up during this crazy season Mm -hmm. um, when all of a sudden one day you have this routine And we just completely undid that routine and and said, okay, switch, time out. We're going (laughs) to switch to this whole new routine uh, with no preparation, no warning, no anything. So, yeah, my magic wand would probably undo a whole lot of that if I could. um, Because we have, it has forced us to do, to operate differently. And that's not all bad. Right. Uh, It has definitely forced us all to... Change our, our skills, and I'm a Zo- I'm going to confess my love for Zoom right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's, you- a, that's a going away. <laughs> before, before it goes away, I'm going to profess my love for uh, Zoom.
0: You confess your love for Zoom, not for the company of not Zoom, not for the it company, not sign our not for the privacy, privacy agreement. But no, yeah.
1: but uh, but it, you know, forcing us some of the tools that we've been introduced to mm-hmm. that. Have been around for a while but there wasn't the need right. of the sense of urgency for us to necessarily be forced to use all of the tools and we all had to have we all had a huge learning curve but i think the biggest learning curve was probably imposed on many of our families so uh well, I, that
0: two years and and still i mean we're still dealing with COVID. that mm-hmm. two years of fear and anxiety okay. has really taken a toll on our society. Oh. Uh, you can't just say, oh, it didn't affect me. Even if you didn't have anybody sick in your family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was still that, that fear and that anxiety. And I think we're we're coming through that, but we're, we're dealing with some of that residual effects of that in our communities and even in our personal lives because it was very stressful, mm-hmm. even if it didn't physically affect us. You know? Right.
1: And, and the reality is there is no magic wand mm-hmm. that says... It didn't ever exist. It, it's Things are going to go back to the way they were. That, hopefully everyone has wrapped their head around the fact that it's never going to go back yeah. to exactly the way it was. But again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We just really need to focus on what were the some of the good things that um, we can identify that we want to and need to continue to do and build on and move forward and allow ourselves to be okay with doing things differently. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't have to be business as usual, the old way of doing things, in order for it to be productive, in order for it to be effective, in order for it to work well. It, there are different ways of doing things that are, are wonderful. We just have to be open to it.
0: Yeah, I, I know that when we did parent-teacher conferences and we did it on the WebEx or Zoom, that we have way more attendance because parents didn't have to take the day off right. and you know, even as we move forward that might be an option that we want to give to parents, hey we can do it in person or we can do it on Zoom, mm-hmm. um, whichever one works better for you, but that way parents have the opportunity to come in and be part of that conference. So that was something we learned because that that's, was nice.
1: That's <laughs> very true. We had a lot more parent participation. So yes, they, we need to hold on to those good things that we learned. Um, and. Where we saw improvement, whether it was through engagement or participation, involvement, um, it wasn't bad all the way around. Uh, So what were some of the things that we can, some of the takeaways, some of the things we learned that we should try to build on um, and maybe modify some of our practices, not just just throw everything back out the door and say, let's go back to doing things the way that we did them before because we're comfortable that way. Mm
0: -hmm. So what do you think in the next five years, we had a crystal ball, what do you think Uh, are the the major challenges in education that we need to be kind of focusing on?
1: Well, uh, I think this recovery um, is going to continue to be an area of focus and an area of need. And one of the reasons that I say that is because we had we had gaps before COVID. COVID was successful in really showcasing and highlighting where we had some gaps and huge equity gaps. Yes. So there's a lot of attention that needs to be paid to um, those gaps and those issues of equity. Um, there's a lot of attention and time and resources that we need to dedicate to restructuring, maybe a more flexible educational system. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I can dream big. I'm retiring, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, when I think of the 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 way the system is structured, meaning how we count instructional minutes and the number of days, and you have to have the kids in the room in the seat, mm-hmm. um, there's an opportunity for us maybe to. Rethink and be open to different ways of learning, different ways of teaching, mm-hmm. as opposed to one size fits all. So, can we have multiple sizes? Does it have to be all or nothing? So, does it have to be all in person or all virtual, mm-hmm. or is there this world that lends itself for public education to doing some structures that are that provide more flexibility? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe different types of supports to better meet the needs of the students, um, their learning style and the family needs because there's there's some kiddos that need to have their little bodies in the classroom. Yes. <laughs> uh, and they need that social interaction and they need that interaction with the teacher and the instructor. And they benefit from that. They benefit from the collaboration with their their peers. They benefit, they definitely benefit from, being together out on the playground and (laughs) learning those social behaviors, we know that there's a lot of benefit to that. Um, But are there ways that maybe we can restructure something Mm -hmm. so that there's more opportunity to, instead of just having homework, maybe there's something that we can uh, do to better utilize access to technology at home, Mm -hmm. uh, better utilize lived experiences, better utilize some of the higher level AI technology that we have to get kids out of their immediate surroundings. Because even here in the Antelope Valley, we have some families, some kiddos that have never been outside of the Mm -hmm. AV. Um, So how do we broaden their worlds? And how do we create Learning environments that lend themselves to that kind of lived experience, to that kind of expansion mm-hmm. of how we engage kids in a way that's going to be meaningful and relevant for society today, for society tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. And giving them more world experiences and more enrichment experiences,
1: yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like, okay, we if we want them to be problem solvers and thinkers and and just creators, then we have to create an environment for that type of development.
0: See, you need to stick around. What I do, you know, you're talking my language. You know, I mean, I've got a lot of plans. I want to get going. <laughs> <laughs> stand and be my partner. <laughs>
1: Well, I might be a better partner from the outside than the <laughs> <else>. inside. <laughs> so do
0: you have any plans for retirement? Do you have any, like, travel? Are you going to work someplace else? Well, I'm going
1: it? to try not to completely fail at yeah. retirement. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I am excited. You know me. I, I am fully committed to this work. I'm fully committed to our kids. Um, and just education in general, because I see everything I just said, I... Believe in that 100%. And I think the opportunity for me, maybe in a different platform, um, I'm going to hopefully do some consulting. Uh, I am going to try to be semi-retired at least. <laughs> <laughs> Go on a couple uh, trips, and, right? And yeah. Go on a couple of trips and, and not work every day. Uh, but the opportunity to do some coaching and do some mm-hmm. consulting and some training um, and just kind of keep, busy and active, mm-hmm. and wherever I can find a way, I'm, I serve as president of CASA, so I will mm-hmm. continue to do that, and also as the national chair for the um, National Coalition of Educational Equity, so I am excited about that work as well, mm-hmm. But and I I'm an adjunct professor, so I will continue to teach a couple classes at the college level, mm-hmm. but wherever I can help uh, with that leadership training, with that coaching, with expanding and stretching the way of thinking, how we think about our learning environments, Um, I think that the time is ripe for people to be open to that conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to hear more and more about the need for it. People just don't know how to get there. So hopefully we will get to the right set of people. Mm -hmm. that have that legislative authority to start opening their minds to, well, what could it look like if we stepped away from this very, very old framework? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very, very old framework for what schools should be designed to do and how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, That served its purpose. At the time that it was established and developed, it made a lot of sense. I think it's a good time for us to ask ourselves, does it still make as much sense now as it did then? For, given the tools that we have, given, given the learning that we really need to focus on, not just the content, but the experience, the how, the, you know, the electives, the enrichment, the, if, we're, if we stay in this hole, that's the level that our kids can reach. So we've got to get outside of that box.
0: Well, and we know that education now is much more than just teaching somebody how to read. Oh, it's gosh. not just reading and arithmetic. No. Um, it's way more than that. We teach them social skills. We mm-hmm. teach them social emotional learning. We talk about being a good citizen and getting along with people. And those yes. are things that are taught in school too. Yes. Um, but maybe they need more than 180 days. And maybe it's not a, a set time that we're doing it. Maybe it needs to be expended or or maybe there's more breaks during the year and you have a longer year. Who knows? But but you're right. It's a very old structure mm-hmm. um, and it probably needs a lot of tweaking, yes. um, which, which should happen in the next few years. I, I imagine we're, we're going to make some big changes. But I, I wish you were going to be here with us, but I'm sure you'll
1: be a phone call away. Right? I won't okay. be far. I will not be far. Well, and the whole expanded learning opportunities um, is starting a little bit to, to kind of crack that door. The acknowledgement that we need to do more in that area and learning doesn't stop during the summer uh, exactly. is, is what that is about. But hopefully we can make that more seamless mm-hmm. so that the entire school experience um, is better aligned to balance. It's not all of this during this time or all of that during this exactly. time that it's, it is uh, combined a little bit better so that the experience is more balanced throughout the year.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe not so much, like right now we have the instructional minutes, so pressure, 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 pressure to learn. Maybe that enrichment could be woven into that so mm-hmm. kids could be learning and then have kind of a brain break and maybe do, I don't know, drumming class or something. Right. You know, and have that woven in so it's not that complete pressure during the instructional time because we have a lot to cover you know it's not it's it's not easy um being a kid anymore you got a lot to work. but we also have to make sure that we're balancing that whole child and making Mm -hmm. sure they have enrichment and they have the social skills and everything else
1: that they need everything everything that they need and which kind of brings us back to the whole assessment and accountability piece i get it um, I do. Kinda. <laughs> I kinda. Kinda get it. I haven't done it for like, Why are we doing this? Why are we spend all this time on this? <laughs> so, how do we measure some of those other things? How do we, and not measure for the sake of, you know, you you either pass or fail, but measure for the sake of celebration, mm-hmm. because we all want to feel accomplished at something. We all want to celebrate or be celebrated about something that we're we feel we're doing well or we're showing growth. Or we learned. We mm-hmm. just learned, hey, I did not know that. And our kids don't always have that chance. So one thing that COVID did, I uh, give them the opportunity to do, was explore some areas of interest that they had mm-hmm. because they didn't have people telling them they couldn't do it. Right. Um, so during their time, uh, a lot of our kids had opportunity, in addition to meet, doing the work that they were assigned to do some other things that they were just interested in doing. You had lots of kids that started new businesses. Lots of kids mm-hmm. that got into the arts or learned to play an instrument or just do something different because why they were bored and they weren't. They were at home and they could. Yes. Um. So why can't school be exciting like that? Why can't we create um spaces for that kind of creativity and and just freedom to to learn and be celebrated and get excited and have someone get excited about that, Uh, not just a test score.
0: Exactly, that one test score.
1: The one test score. And my
0: son is looking to buy a house, and so he's looking at school scores. And I said, you know, those scores are three years old.
1: And it doesn't tell the whole picture. it doesn't really (laughs) tell you
0: everything. You need to go look at the schools and see what they have to offer, and... You know, there might be a dual immersion school in your area. There might be a, you know, a VAPA yeah. school that would be very interesting. Don't don't just look at the test scores. That's just one one little
1: part of the picture. So it, it is, it is. So getting people to understand that that is just one part and it's not the end all be all, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're looking at the wellness and the wholeness. Uh, of our kids, and not just of our kids, but as of adults. So these kids yes. are going to be adults, um, <laughs> and and what kind of adults do we want them to be?
0: Exactly. who well, I wish you well? Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm trying to come to terms with this. I'm. I will. I will. I've, I met Dr. Marietti. He seems like a very nice man. He is, I'm sure he is. he'll be a nice man. But it just really <laughs> changes hard, and. Um, we wish you all the best oh, and have a wonderful goodness. time.
1: Well, thank you, thank you for this this uh, parting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, it was uh, it was fun just kind of chatting here with you and debriefing. Yeah. So thank you for thank you for the memories. I feel like an Ed Sullivan thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you.